0: Welcome to the Fit Jits Podcast. This is Nick Mogadam, owner of Carlson Gracie Anaheim, my professor at my school. Uh, thanks, Nick, for joining me today. How's it going? Good, man. Good. Long time no see. I miss you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah?
0: How's everything going over there?
1: Steady, man. It's yeah? Good, it's been a very busy year.
0: Yeah, what, uh, what sort of growth have you guys seen of, you know, since obviously COVID probably took a lot out of the school? Has it been picking picking up pretty regularly after
1: that? Took a lot out in the beginning. I was adhering to the regulations from like March 2020 to about June when they let us reopen. I, I kept the school closed. Right. So the school, the school uh, took a nice dive. Yeah. We, all our kids, our adults kind of kept the program going though. Uh, at least they kept Mm -hmm. their membership so we were able to at least pay some of the bills Survive. uh, starting in june they let us reopen for like two weeks and then they had another surge Mm -hmm. and then they they told they asked everybody to shut down again and that's when i decided i said okay listen i'm either gonna have to shut down my business and listen to the government or just run it
0: i might change this to to get oh wait not that i'll cut this part sorry um i'm not going to change the screen at this point
1: yeah so they were they were going to take away my livelihood and there was like i was about to lose my business in uh yeah June, by august wasn't paying my rent because obviously we didn't have any students um had to work something out with the landlord i had to pay all that money back it was a lot of money it was like right. sixteen thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars or something like that Oh my gosh. But uh, starting in September 2020, we had just this huge surge. Huge. I took out a little bit, little loan, and I said, we're either going to make it or break it with this money for marketing and advertisement. And Mm -hmm. we made it. That's awesome. We like quadrupled the members from September to March.
0: Wow. That's amazing. I mean, especially. Considering last year, basically, jujitsu, especially in the state of California, became illegal, right? Like, I mean, yeah. that's your livelihood. Like you said, it was, that's your school. That's the business that you built. And they just said you can't do that, that you were labeled non-essential, which is crazy. Yeah, right? and
1: it's funny, like, during all this, pretty much so many cops signed up at the gym, like, a lot. They said that their rules of engagement changed. They can't choke choke people anymore. So they, mm-hmm. over some new tools, and um, it kind of became a cop gym now.
0: That's how many how many cops do you think you have Ten. signed up right now? Ten. Ten. Wow. Hopefully, yeah. we can get those numbers up as it continues yeah. to grow.
1: Yeah, but we have the morning classes are almost the cops.
0: Yeah, what are those nine a.m.s? Nine a.m.s. Yeah, every day.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Except Friday.
0: Right. All right. Well, hey, I kind of want to get into like some of the questions that I had for you, Nick. Uh, I'll make this uh, as flow as best as possibly I can. Um, I know that me and you, the reason I wanted to talk to you first off is, like I said, when I first walked in the gym and we started talking about our backgrounds, we were so similar uh, from what we came from with our athletic backgrounds. And I thought that was, you know, from the college football aspect. Tell me a little bit about where you came from, how you grew up, what you did and, and how you got into jujitsu.
1: I went to Newport. I grew up in Newport Beach. I went to Newport Harbor High School. Um, We were CIF champions when I went there. Mm -hmm. My junior year I was a starting D tackle at the end, and uh, we won CIF. Went back. Went back to the final senior year, and uh, yeah, had a great uh, high school run. Yeah. And from there, where'd you go? Then after that, one year off, and then two two years at Orange Coast College, where we were average. And we didn't even practice barely, and <laughs> conditioning everything you have to do on your own. Whoa. Yeah, and then I went. Was that to typical
0: end- for junior college at that time?
1: I don't know what the other junior colleges were doing. I mean, I think they were working harder than us. <laughs> yeah, because well, you
0: guys have that beautiful sports center there. Now it's like this huge, uh, you know, it's a they're they're talking about making it into a four year school. Um, nice. oh, yeah. So I, I, I know it's I know it's changed a lot probably.
1: Yeah, it's pretty nice. The, the one thing that coach there he made us all practice with the track team. Mm-hmm. So we all had our numbers up for the combine.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's good. And did that help you? You think get recruited to where you ended up at East Carolina?
1: 129 <laughs> percent. Because at Orange Coast College we were average and we had some good guys and like we had to share all this playing time. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. out of a 10-game season, I think I only had two games where I had significant playing time and good film to give to the recruiters.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, so what was your record those first two years? I, I don't think know, it six and
1: four both years. but
0: That's not too bad. I mean, I've been on some three and seven teams that were pretty bad.
1: Yeah, but college football... Here in Southern California, is no joke, man. No, College football is tough.
0: I mean, I played at Santa Ana, so I know I played against Orange Coast. That's why it was so surprising to me when you said, you know, hey, we, we weren't very good. Because the years I played Orange Coast, you guys had a crazy team. There's recruits from all over the country that would come. You know, I, I think half the team uh, at Orange Coast was Hawaiian or Polynesian. So they're all yeah. coming from all over the world.
1: They were because one of the wide receiver coaches, Coach Tagaloa, was from the Forty ers and he recruited yep. Samoans and Polynesians.
0: That's I've told you. Uh, uh, I know I'm very good friends with his family, so I know the Tagaloas very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're oh very wow! Cool
1: people, very good people.
0: But so, okay, as you transition, you you play a couple years at, at East Carolina, and that you know, how'd that go?
1: Uh, same thing. We were like they were going through coaching changes when I got there, so it was once again two average years I was pretty pissed like I have a champion like <laughs> that like I was pissed when we were losing games I was like it was not cool
0: yeah I bet what what was your record that you played
1: with Chris Johnson didn't you yeah I played with Chris Johnson uh I think we were like six and five both years okay
0: so yeah. same sort of idea that middle of the road average not going
1: to get you anywhere sort of thing yeah it was funny though I went to Orange Coast College we were the Pirates mm-hmm. you know then I went to East Carolina we were the Pirates there's a theme, <laughs> a theme
0: going on here
1: yeah
0: is your favorite team the pittsburgh pirates i'm trying to think about the tampa bay buccaneers Steers. any other steelers oh okay
1: i did like buccaneers back in the day but when they had like warren Sapp. Mike yeah Gall- mike Alice thought those you were look- the heydays like the early yeah that i was like
0: i when i played football freshman year i had the big neck roll i wanted to be i was number 40. I wanted to be Mike Allstock.
1: <laughs> I was
0: I was that guy. I have good pictures of me, like with the old school, like I don't even know what they call them, like cow collars. I guess you call them. Cowboy,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Not even the cowboy collar, the real- but like the actual like foam around the top of my shoulder pads. Like I thought that was so cool. And oh, then looking God. back, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I look like an idiot. But it was fun while it lasted. So as you transition out of that from football. Were, had you already been doing some martial arts? Did you do martial arts as a
1: kid or? Oh, I tried Jiu Jitsu a few times in high school. I just didn't like all the drilling and warming up when I was young, I didn't have the patience. I like, I would wait for the sparring in the end mm-hmm. at one of the local schools. So I never really stuck with it. Um, when I was at East Carolina, I'd be in the locker room almost every other day. We would always watch the Ultimate Fighter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was the first season. Oh, okay. And it, and it was nuts and like, i remember being at east carolina like i'm like i could do that easily
0: really so that's what you thought that was your first like sort of introduction i mean you'd probably seen mma before or was that your yeah first but introduction i wasn't
1: interested i wasn't interested in mma at all but yeah. that, that was like my first like thought in my head where like hey i i know i could beat these guys i'm like 6'3 260. i'm fast and uh-huh. i have I know how to fight. and know how to throw hands. Well, I thought I knew how to fight. That's where the story changes.
0: <laughs> so you leave East Carolina. Do you stay there, or you leave the school, the university? I left. I
1: left East Carolina. Um, I already had known that there was a LA boxing gym, like by my by my house that I grew up in. And, that's um,
0: still that's still there today.
1: That's still there. To, uh, no, it's gone now. Is, oh, it's on. I, I was thinking the one on Superior. No, that's the that's the second one. The first one okay. was on Boulevard and okay. it was. So I came home and I was like 285 pounds. Um, first thing I wanted to lose weight, mm-hmm. I wanted to like get back to like 230, 240. Um, I met one of the Jiu Jitsu instructors just eating lunch one day and he invited me to come to a class. So I remember my first class was Jiu Jitsu mm-hmm. and Two hundred eighty pounds, six foot three, can win any street fight, right? And I'm getting tapped out by this purple belt. First of all, who who lets people spar their first day? (laughs) (laughs) This purple belt is just wrenching my arm, putting me in umapatas, kamaras, like all this crap. I'm 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 so pissed. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm one of those twenty percent of people that says, screw that, I'm gonna come back here, I'm gonna learn this and whip your ass and everybody's ass here. I kind of, kind of i was challenging because i was like wow i can't believe how hard i got my ass kicked my first day of jujitsu. jitsu yeah yeah and i had no cardio for that i wasn't fit for that <laughs> we, yes. we have a,
0: we have a, i think there's a lot of people that have that first day story i've certainly had that first day story <laughs> i've told you about where i it might not have been a first day but it was definitely a first month story where me and my buddy were just starting and we were just beating the shit out of each other just Beating each other up, and then 155 pound white belt. He's like three stripe white belt, kind of gangly. He's maybe five eight. You know, I'm seeing him outside. I'm like, oh, new guy in the class. You know, blah blah blah. Thinking, oh, cool. Like I'll be gentle on this dude. Yeah. You know, when he comes in, and he he made the five minute round that we had with him, that I had with him, the worst five minutes I think of my life. I've never been, I think I tapped six or seven times. And right. that's when the same thing. We had that same mentality of, I, that's when I le- like learned I had to learn this. Like I am in so much danger
1: that I, I, I felt have wor- to know this. I felt worthless after. I'm like, absolutely. 6'3, And I, this little purple belt that's five foot, five, 150 is tapping me out. Right. What the heck?
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and and you just they have that long that long drive home. How if it could be two minutes away. Home could be two minutes away. It's, long it's the drive, longest
1: music off. On the right <laughs> of the freeway, or thinking about your life.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: Funny, eighty percent people that when they start jiu-jitsu and that happens to them or within their first few months, they quit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I bet eighty percent of people quit jujitsu. say, screw this. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to learn this and get good at it or try to get decent at it. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that still typical today or is that more old school? Oh yeah. 80% of people drop out out of school across America, 20% stay past blue belts.
0: So you make, you get the shit kicked out of you the first day, like most people do you come back and you say, it was the goal always to get into MMA or was it not just to all. get good at jujitsu?" No,
1: not at all, that, that particular gym I was at, they had smoker fights. So within my first 90 days there, I'm still learning jujitsu, but three months, I'm kind of getting better by that time Mm -hmm. because I'm athletic. I picked it up. What big guy's not good at kumari people, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right, right. If you you can bench press 315 six or seven times, you can rip an arm out of a socket pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Um, The first three months, they had a smoker fight. I had zero experience kickboxing. I had never even hit a pad. I had never even hit a pad. I've done some bag work, but never even hit a pad. They had a smoker fight, and... So explain to people what, the smoker fight, what a smoker fight is. Legal, unsanctioned fight. Huh. Gyms make money off of. They're totally illegal. Mm-hmm. It's unsanctioned boxing. So I'm a heavyweight, too, so I signed up for it, thinking I'm just going to brawl this guy and drop him in the first round. So I'm fighting in a heavyweight, kickboxing, smoker fight. No, guy, it's not MMA, it's kickboxing. It's kickboxing. The guy I'm fighting is an experienced heavyweight kickboxer. He has fights. Okay. So
0: I think where this is going.
1: Yeah. And uh, the first round, I dropped the guy a few times, like twice. Just just came in brawling with him. Wow. A little tired. And the guy kept chopping at my legs. So by the third round, I am done because this guy keeps kicking me in the same spot in the leg. How many rounds are there? There was three rounds in the fight. Okay. I ended up losing a decision. And then kind of like the same story with jiu I'm like, hey, I want to learn this now too. Like, uh, this was embarrassing. So I challenged myself to get better at kickboxing and Muay Thai and striking as well. At the same time, I was learning jiu-jitsu because they were both in the gym. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What? How would you describe your fighting style? Were you more of a stand-up guy or did you
1: in the beginning, to take the, the fight to the ground? or? In the beginning, uh, I just had heavy hands, so if the fight was short, I would rely on just knocking somebody out real quick, like in a minute. Okay. Yeah. So you you had the big guy power? Yes, I did.
0: And I thought you fought, did you did you fight at heavyweight, or did you fight at 205?
1: I, I, so after that, um, I got in shape. I took, took two pro mm. fights. I lost, and then I took a year and a half off, and I got in some serious shape, and went on a four-fight winning streak. I mean, got into Bellator.
0: Wow. Wow. And then you got into Bellator, and then, I mean, as your fight career progressed, you got into Bellator, and then that, you know, ran its route and came to an end. Um, You trained under Alan Goes, though. Was he your coach for MMA, or was he just your coach for jiu-jitsu? Tell me how about Uh, how you ran into him.
1: He was my coach my first few years of jiu-jitsu, him and uh, the owner of LA Boxing, Sean Mm McCauley, which... He's, he was the owner, like he started all yeah. LA. Like, he was more of the MMA coach. The striking Alon was more more uh jujitsu. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, for people that don't know, uh is it Alon? I always called him you know, I always said Alan yeah. It goes. Alon. Carlson uh, he, he, yeah, yeah, Carlson Gracie, he gave you your black belt, correct? That's your yeah, lineage. I
1: got my first I got my first degree black belt from him. Um my original black belt was from one of his black belts. Oh, okay. Yeah
0: very cool yeah i mean i mean he fought people like uh sakuraba uh who who else Ken shamrock like some crazy names under his belt so i mean that must have been really cool to to kind of learn to have him in your corner
1: yes right very
0: cool of course someone's like doing yard work in my backyard or something like that so sorry for the noise um post fighting career you, you you get done right and it's over. And, and how quickly did you know you wanted to be a coach? Was there like an aha moment after that? Like I should just get into coaching or had you always I was directing I already
1: had been coaching way yeah. before my career was over. Like I've yeah. been coaching the whole entire time actually. That's how I that's how I made my money. Mm. And um, so you decided were you gonna open a gym or were you um, I already had I already had I already had a gym. Yeah. Oh interesting. Yes, I did. So yeah, were you more, fighting more of that of gym? Gym Not so much
0: jujitsu. Very cool. And so you said, "Hey, this is going to be my career. This is going to be, you know, I'm going to be a jiu-jitsu MMA coach."
1: Well, where, yeah, and just where I was at was pretty saturated too. It was I was in like Irvine, Lake Forest, especially close to my coach. I Wanted to get away from him and start my own business in another town, mm-hmm. not step on people's toes. Right. That makes um, sense. Yeah, and um, New- Newport Beach was very saturated, I thought. Costa Mesa with schools.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a ton. There's South so County- much down
1: there. South County was, too, at the time. And um, Anaheim Hills was just a good location, I thought. That wasn't so saturated at the time. <clears throat> now now it's pretty saturated, but at the time it wasn't.
0: But I think that's just kind of the trend with jiu-jitsu. As it's picking up with people, as it's getting gained popularity... Um, as mma is gaining popularity jiu-jitsu is gaining popularity there's just more and more gyms popping up here and there but i feel like a lot of and correct me if i'm wrong on this there's a lot of very well established jiu-jitsu gyms down in like south county in newport like art of jiu-jitsu with the mendez brothers yeah um there's a there's a lot of gyms like the, the ruka gym that like, i know a lot of fighters fight out of um so there's a uh, there's definitely like there's less of that up in like your Belinda anaheim there's still a couple do you feel that yeah. way
1: yeah there was there was only like eric paulson's back in the day in Tingia. that was it got it yeah
0: okay very cool very cool um for someone like us like if you have a recommendation for like someone that's wanting to get into jiu-jitsu had maybe at a high level like hey i'm i'm new i have an athletic background i'm a former football player or whatever i'm a wrestler w- what sort of advice would you give them just, I mean, to start off. Like, obviously, go in and start training, but... So you're, you're it...
1: talking to, like, somebody that comes in that has the mindset that I'm joining jiu-jitsu because I want to be a competitor or a world right. champion. yes. Not a person that says they walk into the door they and just... they're like, I saw Hoist Gracie do jiu-jitsu on TV and I want to learn that. Right. 99. percent right. Because only one percent of the people walk in to the door and they say, I want to be a world champion. <laughs> they all
0: have, are they all smoking a cigarette like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean have you ever had someone that walked in and, and told you that i mean you have a, a kind of a world champion that's that's training with you right now within molinaro
1: yeah. um no you know it's people want to come in and get in shape and learn self-defense People mm-hmm. aren't trying to come in and the first day and say, hey, I want to be a world champion in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah, people, that's, that's the wrong idea. I think people, but like you said, maybe there's some people that were athletes that were high school wrestlers that already know about it, that want to come in and establish themselves in the sport.
0: Yeah, I think the sport's becoming big enough that there's maybe going to be more of that coming in. Uh, I mean, I'm watching, I was just watching the Nicky Rod Black Belt Slayer movie and you know he kind of had that that sort of route i mean there's not too many nikki rods out in the world but um you know definitely i think as it gains popularity people are going to be making that choice like early on like, yeah as as like kids you know they're going to want to go into that mma that jiu-jitsu route probably more mma i would guess but
1: well everybody has aspirations of going to mma and then they then they figure out they got to start jiu-jitsu to get good at mma then once they get good at jiu-jitsu, they're like, I don't want to get hit in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they just stay I, with I get that.
0: Yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, what's next for you? I think, you know, we'll start wrapping it up. What, what, what motivates you? I mean, obviously you have your gym. It sounds like from our conversations that you're thinking about competing. Um, what sort of training are you doing leading up to stuff like that?
1: Me? Yeah, sure. you. Like if th- there's a tournament December eighth, the North American mas- uh, Masters. It's a pretty big mm-hmm. four star event. It's gonna be in Anaheim. For me, I have this character at the gym named Polar Bear. Yes, love Polar He's Bear. six foot six, three hundred forty pounds, and he has a wrestling background. And like clinching with him, you're not gonna get anybody stronger to play judo with. Right. So if you could around three hundred forty pounds. Sorry, I lost you for a second okay. there. So if you can move around three hundred and forty pounds, you can. You, you're going to do well in the tournament. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. You've been you've been rolling with him quite a bit. Are you you just doing from start? Are you starting from stand up with him, or is it? Yeah,
1: I, I at least start from stand up with him at least once a week now. We go pretty hard. And, so and now you. Lot, I saw a lot of judo.
0: Absolutely, trying to move him. Are you? Uh, is that that? absolute division that you're going after is that the weight class you're in now or
1: master two which is the age division of 35 to 40 Uh huh. ultra heavy ultra heavy yeah i weigh about 255 now okay yeah it's
0: a comfortable weight for you are you up I or down from there
1: um i would like to be 240 but who doesn't want to be 15 pounds lighter
0: right exactly
1: everyone yeah. has aspirations yeah that's, a, that's just a regular way for me these days 255
0: okay very cool well I'll, I'll end it there nick i i really really appreciate your time well actually one last question before you go who you got this weekend ufc 266 we got nick diaz robbie lawler any predictions in the fights Um,
1: uh, i like Volkanovski for the first you like Volkanovski? The... yeah who's the second fight
0: uh, there is Valentina Shevchenko over uh, with Lauren Murphy. Lauren, Lauren uh, Murphy, God yeah. bless her.
1: God bless her. Yeah.
0: God bless her is all I gotta say.
1: win that um, Diaz, of course, I like Diaz. I don't think yeah. he's gonna. I, I don't think he's gonna do that well. I think the fight's gonna go to a decision. Two old guys throwing down. Yeah, and like, and Robbie seems like he's there to get Diaz is there to get a payday. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been trying to read
0: him this uh, yeah. this this week, this fight week. And it's been very odd. I think a lot of people are trying to figure him out because of his division. I've been
1: out of the sport for six years. Diaz has been out of the sport for six years as well. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're just going to come back at the highest level and do great. Right. It's almost like the UFC is making a master's division for fighting. <laughs> like, hey, this guy's 40. This guy's 40. Let's fight but- you guys.
0: But they've been doing that for a while. They did that with Hoist. Gra- they brought Hoist Gracie back. I don't know how long he had been out of the game to fight Matt Hughes. But that was back in the day where there wasn't a lot of fighters yeah. at that high level. Nowadays, yeah. there's, they have 700 guys on the roster. So
1: 700 lunatics.
0: <laughs> As Dana White says. Yes. So you uh, you have, if uh, it came down to it, money on, Rob- uh, on Robbie or money on Diaz?
1: Diaz decision.
0: Diaz decision?
1: Boring fight. Two guys striking the whole fight. There's going to be no grounds. It's going to be all standing.
0: Very cool. Well, yeah. hey, Nick, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Everyone check out, if you're in the North Orange County area, check out Nick's gym, Carlson Gracie Anaheim. It's awesome. It's where I train. It's one of the best. So thanks hey, so much, Nick. Shout, Absolutely.
1: Shout out, shout out to Master Carlson Gracie Jr. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nick. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Bye.